0: Elite Expert Insider, the podcast that educates, inspires, and motivates you to take your business and life to the next level. We would like to thank Audible for supporting Elite Expert Insider. Please go to the link bit.ly forward slash Elite Audible. That's bit.ly forward slash Elite Audible. And get a free 30-day trial to show your support. Thank you, Audible. Now to Elite Expert Insider for conversations with industry leaders.
1: Hey, Melanie Johnson here, along with Jen Foster, for another great podcast. Um, we have something special for you today um, from Elite Online Publishing. We're giving away this free book. So it's our book, it's called How to Write Your Story of Accomplishment and Success. So if you text your name and email to 832 572 5285. That's 832-572-5285. Text your name and email there, and you will get this free book as a gift from us. So if you love this podcast, which we love doing it, please share it. Leave us comments. Like us on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. And um, today, you know, Jen and I are both single moms, and we've been through divorce. And it's not a fun process, whether you're a woman or a man. It's just not fun. And they're, you're so stressed out, you're emotionally drained, that you forget half the things that you really should do because you've never done it before. We're all on this learning curve. So wouldn't it be great if you had a book that would show you the road and the ropes of what you should do and guide you through the process. We have a friend of ours and our personal author, we launched her book, we're her publisher, Linda Transier. She has this incredible blog, uh, Suddenly Single Women, and uh, she has written a book to go with it, and we're gonna talk to her today. She's gonna give us some insights, and we just love Linda. Linda's like one of our favorite authors. We're so glad to have her here today. Linda, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Hello, Melanie. Hello, Jen. So happy to be here.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're happy to have you. Tell I'll us tell how you, you got s- I was say, tell us how you got started with uh your blog and, and writing.
2: Sure. Well it it's kind of an odd story. I when I was going through my divorce and then right after the divorce, I was looking for some kind of a recovery group or a group of ladies that I could join that we would have something in common that we could kind of talk to each other and see how we had both or all of us survived this trauma in our lives. And so in talking with a lady, she suggested I make an outline and start thinking about things, which I did. Then I couldn't find a group to join. So I decided maybe I would start my own group, but then I had this outline. So then another friend said, well, you should write a book if you already have the outline. So then I went to a class to learn about writing and publishing and ended up with a blog. So one thing just kind of started another, it's like dominoes. And so I, I wrote the book, then I did the blog, and then I found you all to help me publish the book. So here I am like 10 years later. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's always a work in progress. Right. But so the blog started because I learned how to do a publishing class And then the book kind of helped along with the blog and vice
1: versa. So they feed off of each other. That's cool. And I love your blog too. It's so entertaining. Your voice is um, just, I think it touches everyone and you still have fun with the blog. You know, you don't make it like so serious. I think we need that when we're going through divorce. Walk us through some of the things in your book that are helpful when you're going through the process.
2: Well, I start at the beginning with how you even look for an attorney. And how you tell your friends and how you tell your family and it's a process of them wanting to reach out and help you but not knowing how and you kind of letting them know how they can best help you the same thing with looking for an attorney you really need to have a connection with your attorney that this attorney is going to be your best friend for however many months or years it might take for you to get through this process so you really need to be comfortable with your attorney You also need to financially start learning how you're going to take care of yourself, how you're going to pay your bills, if you move, how you're going to get a mortgage, maybe things that you've never ever had to do. I went from being a daughter to a wife to a mother. I'd never been on my own. I'd never had to fill out a lot of paperwork for financial things. I was married to someone who did it all and actually did not care to have any input from me. So I had to learn how to go out and do these things on my own. And it's a scary, scary thing. You think, uh, I, this is 10 years ago for me, so I was 53 when this all started, and I'd never had to make those decisions or look how to find the best rates or how to invest my money, and just how to live from day to day without someone that was taking care of things. So I try to give you an outline of how to get yourself on track, and to be the best version of yourself that's just been waiting to come out.
3: I love that, I love that. Well, and I think you have a few lists in your book, don't you, about um, things. Tell us about the lists in your book. I do,
2: I I have lots of lists. I give a lot of links of uh, websites to help with things, everything from building a wardrobe to finding a job to uh, learning about investments and how to deal with your money um, I did a lot of research and tried to look for links that would help me and then kept the list of them and then put them in the book, but it's all resources and just talking with other people too. find people that have been through this, that can tell you the good things they did. And the don't do this, that I did things, uh, because it's a learning curve. And at the end of the day, what you want to do, I call it finding my smile. I just wanted to find my smile again. I just wanted to be my happy person uh, that I was when I was five years old and had carefree. Um, I knew it was there and
1: I just learned how to get back to it. Out of the things um, that you discovered, what were some of the biggest aha moments of two things? One, that I wish I would have known this and that would have made a huge difference or things I'm so glad I did this and it made a big difference.
3: Okay,
2: well there were a lot on both of those. Um probably one of my biggest aha moments was I just assumed that because he wanted the divorce, he filed without telling me, he had not honored our marriage vows. Um I thought my friends would rally around me and I would keep those friends moving forward. There were going to be a lot of changes in my life, but I thought the friends wouldn't change. And that was an aha moment because Many friends aren't comfortable. It's a couple's world. They don't invite you out to do things anymore. I had couples we traveled with for years. We were married 30 years. So that's a lot of history. And those friends just disappear. And it's not that you've done anything wrong, but they don't want to make a choice. So they don't make a choice. So they just move on. Or Perhaps some of the men do business with your ex-husband, so the wives don't want to upset the apple cart, so they do what their husbands want to do, and they continue to do those trips or whatever with the ex and his now new girlfriend, um, because that's just the way business works. And when I asked someone about it one time, one of the men friends that I'd had, he looked at me in all honesty, like clueless, and said, Linda, it's just business. Well no it's just my life it's not just business and it was hurtful so that was kind of an aha moment another one was how difficult it is to get things like insurance coverage when you're single or you are not working you don't have any benefits Um, that took a long time i had a cobra policy that lasted for three years so about five months before the end of that cobra policy i started looking for private insurance because i thought Easy, right? I'm healthy. No problem. I pay my bills on time. Wrong. Mm -hmm. It took me an additional six months to even find a policy that would cover me just because I was single and had no income. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting qualified for a mortgage if you don't have an income. Mm -hmm. There are just so many things that you just don't expect you're going to have a problem with that are a problem. Mm -hmm. So, you know.
1: And what about on the uh, settlement side? What were some of the things on the settlement side?
2: Well, I live in Texas most of the time. I'm currently in Colorado, enjoying the beautiful summer weather. But uh, in Houston, being a part of Texas, it's community property state. So you go with the assumption that it's gonna be a 50-50 split. But all of a sudden, what was his from his income, because I was a stay-at-home mom and a volunteer, it becomes more his and he doesn't want to split up what he has or if you have stock and it's a publicly held company for example you can't just split there are a lot of things you have to deal with with a uh, splitting, splitting spots oh, sorry splitting stock from a publicly held company uh, so you need to try to get as much cash as you can Uh, They may not want to sell properties that they have to get that cash, but you really need to be strong. As my divorce attorney said, cash is king and you need to try to get as much cash or stocks and things that you can transfer into your name or get the house and then you can sell the house if you want, or you can scale down and get a smaller property. You just need to get as much liquid assets as you can when you're going in for your settlement and try to get them to cover things like I mentioned before, I had my Cobra policy on my insurance for three years. If I had looked back and been smarter about it, I would have required that he also pay my uh, premiums for my health insurance until I hit Medicare. Because after 30 years of marriage, you you expect you're gonna be taken care of for the rest of your life. Well, that stops so i think it's only right that they continue to make some of the payments on things like insurance coverage or health benefits for you because it's very hard to go out and find
3: right Mm -hmm. well you know i find after reading your book i wish i would have had that before i got divorced or right when i knew i was going to be getting divorced i mean because you have a rocky road usually i mean sometimes it's a surprise like it was for you but for me like i kind of felt it coming and if i would have read a book like yours and been prepared I could have done some things like saving cash or finding cash or figuring out more of, um, you know, finding the right attorney and not getting a divorce on your own. I don't recommend that to anyone, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, um, but those kind of things, you know, when I read your book, I just learned so much. And, and I really love the title of your book, Suddenly Single, cause that's really what happens. You, you don't expect it. And I was only married almost 15 years, so I can't imagine after 30. But um, do you have a copy of your book there? Let's show everyone your book. I do. Awesome.
2: Can you see? So it was funny because when we were all talking about designing the cover and the color and and we narrowed it down to two, and the one thing that I knew that I wanted on it was the symbolism of the daisy. And it was amazing to me how many people caught the symbolism of the love me, love me not, loves me, loves me not, because we all used to do that when we were little, and we'd pick the flower apart, and I don't know, I haven't actually counted the petals, but on this particular case, it would end up with loves me not, but, uh, you know, maybe someday there will be a loves me, but um, it was kind of fun, the whole process, working with you all, designing the cover, and and finding editors, and uh, coming up with the Buzzwords on the front so that people when they do their Google search would come up with the book and I learned so much You guys just helped walk me through it. I would have made many mistakes if I had tried to do this on my own
1: (laughs) That's great and you know the tips inside are phenomenal. I think you've done such a great job with the book Um, And I can relate I was thinking, you know, as you said take as much cash as you can and at the time we had um, not divided the houses so the houses were to be sold and he was to maintain them and you're thinking like you say have them pay that but all of a sudden they can go upside down you don't think about the risk factor what if they go upside down and they can't continue to pay the bills of your insurance or your houses and then you know what's the repercussion of that so um there is some of that stuff that you have to go on and there were things Um, I think in your divorce as well as mine, you have so, so much, it's such a big picture. The things are so big that you forget about the little stuff. We were laughing that some couples argue about the air miles. We didn't even, that, we didn't even get to that. That was like, you know. Yeah.
2: That That is so true, because he did have a lot of air miles, but what kind of helped me there was years and years ago, back when American Express was tied with Continental, and Continental doesn't even exist anymore, but right. I happened to be the one at home that answered the call that day when American Express called and said, what do you want your account tied to? And I said, well, the Continental miles, so I gave them my one pass number. That's right. For years, for years, <laughs> it was going into my account, so luckily I got those, but uh, but you're right. There's so many things in a corporate world. If <laughs> the only one working, or even if it's a privately held company that they're working, that you they really go out of their way to prevent you from getting your hands on what they perceive as only theirs.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah. uh, I even had.
3: You both built it
2: that's right that's right because when we got married he had a school loan I didn't he had a car loan I didn't so I actually had more when we got married Uh, but you you have to look back to what you started with and you built it together you had children together you raised them together Um, and then when that together is apart it's just a shock I mean, it's a shock to your system because it's not, nobody walks down the aisle and says, I do thinking that they're going to get divorced or else why would they do it? Right. So it's just a lot when it, it's finances involved, it's just difficult. I had a friend who used to be a family law attorney and consequently went from that to being a judge in the family law courts in Harris County. And one of the things that she told me when I thought that this was going to happen She says, Linda, go to the grocery store, you're paying with a check or your ATM, just get 50, 100 extra dollars and start squirreling it away somewhere. I put it in a safety deposit box because something could happen and you're going to need some cash. Well, Mm -hmm. sure enough, something happened and I got cut off and the credit cards were not in my name. So when they started getting canceled, I had nothing. Yeah. Luckily for her telling me that I had put some cash away and I was able to at least pay bills for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Well, I
3: think that, that advice, you know, not very I haven't heard that very many times, but now I've heard it a few times since you've, I've read it in your book, but I think that's true for anybody, whether you're married or divorced, or um, even for my mom, you know, my dad passed away a couple of years ago and everything just stops and you don't, you know, you don't realize. So putting a little bit of cash away, like you were talking about is a good advice for everyone
2: to do. The other thing that's so important to check into, if you're married and you're signing that joint tax return, you need to make sure that all those accounts have both names Mm -hmm. because if you get separated or start going through the divorce and all those accounts are only in his name, you can't draw on them. And until it's property is settled and divided, what can you do? You can't touch it, you, you can call the banks, the banks are gonna be sympathetic to what you're going through, but they have their hands tied. It is really irresponsible as a woman these days to not know if your name is not on all those accounts, because it's, you're signing a joint tax return, you need to be on all those accounts, you need to check that you're
1: on all those accounts. And you have to be careful too if you have um, to be he- severed. So we had joint credit cards, And um, so he went upside down, the credit cards were all maxed out, and then I'm responsible because he filed for bankruptcy and all of a sudden that debt becomes joint debt. If they can't collect from him, then they're gonna collect from you and vice versa. So you really have to be uh, careful about that. And um, same with loans, I had signed on a couple of loans for our corporation, and all of a sudden you're liable for whatever that money is. So, um, and they didn't sever us during the divorce. If they would have severed us during the divorce, then you would be clean. So make sure your name is off anything that he's tied to with financial obligations, and you're severed. And I think it's an important point that you made, make sure that you have your own credit cards, you have your own credit, you have your own savings, um, tell us a little bit about, you you know, being smart, um, um, on the business side of it, but what about the emotional side? What were some tips and things that if you're looking back that if you could have done, or you would suggest to help get you through it?
2: Well, um, as I said before, there was, uh, infidelity involved with my divorce. And I think that I probably would have talked to my children earlier, than I did about what was going on. Uh, I have two sons. They were really fresh out of college going into law school when we were going through the divorce. So they were older, but it doesn't matter age. Your kids are still going to be adversely affected going through this. Uh, they feel a loyalty regardless of who did what to whom there's still a loyalty. I will always be their mother. He will always be their father. You have to honor that. Um, so I think one of the things I might have done differently has been a little bit more honest and open. When some of these things started happening years ago, I kept it to myself as best I could because I didn't want to upset their vision of their father. Yeah. But I think being honest, being more honest with my family, with my friends, is maybe one thing I would have done a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would have insisted a little bit more on counseling or maybe to see what was upsetting the apple cart and what maybe I could have done better, what he could have done better. Because it's a two-way street. For sure, both of us were doing things. We probably weren't, we weren't making each other happy because after 30 years, you're just doing your own thing and you've got your days planned and he's doing his business and I'm doing the kids and the volunteer thing and so you kind of grow apart. I would have been more focused on how this happened sooner than it actually happened. I think, uh, then again, I don't want to beat myself up to something that was probably inevitable. If they're unhappy, they're unhappy. I had a, a another man friend tell me one time and it just struck me. He said, Linda, you can't make him love you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how sad is that? You have this history. Well, what do you mean? I can't make him love me. He used to, but uh, it was just something from a man's point of view. Maybe I would have sought more counsel from some of the men friends to see, because they, men think of things differently than we do. We just come at it from a different approach. We're nurturers, they're the gatherers. You know, They're out working, making their living. You're at home taking care of the nest. Somehow we got a disconnect and it just kept growing. So maybe I should have been a little bit more cognizant but who knows? Who knows if that would have even helped? You know, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right?
3: Right. Yeah. Well, I liked your points about getting counseling, but I also like um, what you were talking about in the beginning about finding a group.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: even before you even say the word, like I, it was hard for me to even say the word. I was like the D yeah. word. I can't say the D word, you know, because yeah. I didn't want a divorce. Right. Right. But you, you still can find the groups that will help you or the counseling groups or the couples groups that can bring you together or after you already know you're gonna get a divorce, the divorce groups to help you with the single.
2: single. That's you right. And I did divorce actually divorce. eventually find a really nice, uh, we called it the DRG, the Divorce Recovery Group. It was okay. through a church. And when I first started looking, I wasn't necessarily looking through churches because I know there are a lot of faith-based groups and I have nothing against the faith-based, but I really was looking for something a little different. But I did find this group um, through a church there in Houston and we've all now kind of left the group but we're all stay friends so that's kind of nice but we could feel like we could go and it's kind of like something like an AA thing where everything is stays there but it's you know it's a very spiritual kind of sharing of what you've gone through and it does help to know you're not the only one because when you're going through this you think Oh, this is the world is over. Who's going to help me? No one else is going through what I'm going through. But that's wrong because there are so many people that have gone through what you have. And if you share it, it, it just uplifts you that you're not the only one going through this. And there are people out there that have had it worse yeah. and you can maybe help them. And that the whole purpose of this book, regardless of what I've heard, some feedback from maybe some family members mm-hmm. who thought that I was doing this just to trash the ex-husband. That's not it at all. I wrote this to help women. I really saw an opportunity to give insight to what I went through and maybe help them not only through the process, process, but also not make the mistakes I made. So this book is only about helping you get through the other side. It's not bashing. It's just, you can do
1: it. I did it. You can do it. I love it.
3: I love that.
1: So tell us, how did you feel? Um, after you got this book, not just written, and but published and became a best-selling author, how was that whole experience for you?
2: Well, it was, it it felt like it was a vindication, and all that I'd been through was, it was justified. The feelings I had, I had the right to those feelings, but then you get published, and it goes on Amazon, and you actually get to see the actual, you hold this thing like wow, this is like real. You know, a blog is just out there and you don't really always hear back from people. So you don't know if you're reaching anybody or not. But when you do this, the book, it goes on Amazon and then you start getting the comments that get back, you know, people will rate your book. Yeah. And so far, they're all five stars. There's nothing else. Um, I have all these wonderful comments about how it helped people and it sort of vindicates you and you like, all right, I did what I wanted to do. I I gave something uplifting to people to help them get through a really drama, trauma in their lives. Um, So it was just like vindication. I don't know how else to say it. It it makes you feel really good that it hit the number one bestseller, but it also is kind of sad that there's that many people out there that need it. (laughs) But uh, I guess that's a good thing, right? So maybe someday uh, I'll write a happy book. Um, But it's just, it was just. Fun process of knowing that I had something to share and people actually
1: agreed with me.
0: So. I love it.
1: Well, tell us where we can find you and people can find your blog. We said something in the beginning, but share it with us.
2: Okay, so the blog site is suddenlysinglewomen.wordpress.com. So you can sign on to that and, and be a follower, which I would really love. Uh, I'm my goal this year is to get up to a hundred followers. So I'm at seventy-two. Um, but also, it, it gives you the book. It shows you how to find the book. You can also find the book on Amazon. Um, kind of excited. I'm getting ready to go into a bookstore and actually be carried in a bookstore up here in Colorado. So that's kind of cool. Uh, just baby steps. But um, suddenly singlewomen.wordpress.com is the blog site. And I don't just write about divorce. So please don't think, oh, I don't want to read just about divorce. That's just dark and dreary. But it's, it's really written for women to be the best versions of themselves. So lots of times I share things I find from other blogs or from the Huffington Post or just different things I read. So it can be uplifting. It's not all just dark and dreary. It is, I promise, very uplifting as
1: well. I think it is. I think it's very helpful. It's like a roadmap or a guide on things that you do. And it really puts you in a great, I think it puts you in a ma- great mindset because the information is powerful and it empowers you to take control of things. So I highly recommend the book, Suddenly Single Woman. Um, you can buy it on Amazon. You can find it from her blog. So Linda, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all that great information today. We just yeah. love having you. Thank you,
3: Linda. It was awesome. And I think, I think the other part of your blog that is so exciting is that even though at first you might not want to wanted a divorce or maybe you did want the divorce and it sucks for a while, but then it gets better and you do get to be happy and we have lots of freedom so there's lots of really good things about being single yeah. so <laughs> find your smile again
1: yes yes. Yeah. <laughs> well thanks for joining us everyone we want to remind you to share the blog especially this one it's so powerful if you know anyone who's going through a divorce or has been through a divorce this is really powerful information so please share it and leave comments we would love to hear from you and today we are giving away a free book we've got how to write your story of accomplishment and success just text your name and your email to this phone number, 832. 572 5285, 832 572 5285. And we will give you this book for free today. So we're just uh, all full of great stuff going on here. So thanks again for joining us. Uh, remember to share us, like us on Facebook. And if you have a book that you'd like to write and would like to have the marketing power of Elite Online Publishing behind you to make you a number one bestseller, please find us on our website, eliteonlinepublishing.com, and we will be happy to help you. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Linda. See ya. All right. Bye.
0: For more information about us, go to EliteOnlinePublishing.com. To get your free book, The Accomplishment and Success Story Starter, simply text your name and email to 832-572-5285. That's 832-572-5285. We'd also like to thank Audible for supporting Elite Expert Insider. To get your free 30-day trial, please go to bit.ly forward slash Audible. That's bit.ly forward slash Elite Audible. And get your free 30-day trial to show your support. Thank you, Audible.